Are there laws around workplace romances in this province? So this is an interesting question, and one would think that there would be such laws, but the reality is that in this province and really across Canada, there are no laws that uh, require or prevent uh, employers, prevent managers, prevent employees from uh, not being in relationships with others. There are policies that employers implement, uh, but generally speaking, it's, it's left to the better judgment of the individual unless, of course, an employer decides itself to implement its own policy. Okay. And, you know, that makes sense if you're looking at adults, adults making uh, decisions and being in control of uh, themselves and the decisions that they they make. We saw the Ottawa City Council in October of last year pass a motion to review their code of conduct um, for council, suggesting politicians have to disclose if they are having a personal relationship with an assistant or other city employees Was that a wise move by Ottawa City Council? And should other city councils maybe follow suit in light of what we've learned over the past couple days? It is a wise move. And in fact, it is in line with what a lot of employers in kind of the public or or sorry, the private sector are doing where they're realizing, well, we can't necessarily or maybe we don't want to have policies that specifically say you can't do this because we may lose good people. We may have people lie to us. So instead of that, let's have policies that, that say that you have to disclose it to us. You have to provide us confirmation that relationship is consensual. You have to abide by certain rules in the workplace. You're not going to show favoritism to, uh, to those that you're in a relationship with. So the understanding has become now, uh, more recently, that that is the way to go. So I do think that, as they've done in Ottawa, it is a wise decision to address this, but rather than to try to ban relationships, which simply is not going to work, is to try to come up with a way where those relationships are out in the open so we can evaluate and make sure that it, it is consensual. We have, obviously, an imbalance of, in power, potentially, like we did with uh, Mayor Tory. So that is definitely the way to go. And I, I want to talk as you talked about the imbalance of power, I want to talk about that in just a moment, Lior. Is it normal for, in this day and age, where there is so much talk about the imbalance of power, there is so much talk about the Me Too movement, is it normal for a large employer like the city of Toronto to not have any stipulations around workplace relationships? No, it, it, is, uh, it is certainly uncommon when you look at employers and large organizations for them not to address this. Now, the way employers have chosen to deal with these issues has changed over the years. It was more common in the past to simply say, you're not allowed to do it. We're banning these types of relationships. For the reason that I mentioned, there's a movement away from that. But that said, to address this and to try to figure out a way to minimize the impact uh, on those who may be in in a relationship with a superior then that is a wise thing to do. And it is surprising that, that the city and, and perhaps other cities as well have not chosen to do that. I think this certainly, this incident with the meritory is going to change that. There's generally a, a, in the code of conduct of the city that we're expecting our, our uh, members of council to conduct their affairs in, the, in a manner that you know, uh, bears public scrutiny. But that's not enough to address situations like this. And I think it is about time that uh, this be changed. Now, Lior, of course, as you know, I said off the top, we don't know the full extent of this relationship. Again, we've only heard um, the mayor's side of the story that this was a consensual relationship with a 31-year-old. Let's talk about the imbalance of power and, and, and the fact that she was a staff member 
um, which he has clearly said. She did leave employment or leave his office. But the there is a clear power imbalance here. And could that rise in other uh, issues or concerns or investigations into this relationship? Absolutely. And therein is the biggest problem with uh, this type of a relationship. Can a relationship truly and really be consensual when we're talking about such a distinct imbalance in power? It is perhaps the belief, perhaps of the mayor, and perhaps even of, of both parties, that the relationship to an extent is consensual. But is it really? And, and you know, our concern, of course, is going to be, uh, in this case, with the subordinate, you know, was she feeling that she's able to, to uh, perhaps end the relationship? And what does she do if she wants to end it? Does she con- is she concerned about her job? And that leads to other issues. We have legislation in this province across Canada dealing with workplace harassment, uh, you know, human rights legislation, preventing discrimination. Uh, and all those things come into play. And all it would take is for this employee to say, well, I didn't feel comfortable ending this relationship. I didn't feel comfortable saying no. And once she says that, there's really nothing that the mayor could do to say, no, no, that's not true. Uh, and that would certainly raise uh, issues under human rights legislation and, and potentially even criminal issues, depending on the severity of the situation. So it is for those reasons that it is generally perceived to be such bad judgment for someone in a very senior position to engage in that type of a relationship. Again, not illegal per se to engage in that relationship, but the, there's the potential for illegality which is why generally those types of relationships are are seriously frowned upon. Now, Leora, and again, please forgive me, this is all so new to me as I, you know, I'm hearing you say this, but does there also then need to be, you know, as as companies start looking at potentially their code of conduct, their, um, their policies, does there need to be a separate clause then for employer-employee then relationship? I, I mean, we've talked now about, employee-employee uh, and just having relationships within, um, you know, your work environment. But knowing, again, the legal ramifications, the potential criminal ramifications with a subordinate getting into a relationship with a boss, a supervisor, does that need to clearly be stated? And, I, you know, I say this, Lior, but we're adults and we should just know better. But does it need to be in black and white? Well, I think it does because, first of all, you know, looking at it from an employer's perspective, if there is a, a situation where, there, where a manager, for example, is accused of a human rights uh, violation with a subordinate, well, that is going to flow back to the employer. If the employer says, hey, we, we don't care, we just let people be, be adults and we don't get involved in this, well, that employer can have liability. They can protect themselves from liability by saying, well, wait a second, no. We had policies in place that, that say how we expect people to behave, that give people the option to, to come to human resources if they feel that they're being mistreated. So we've done our role to try to minimize the likelihood of this happening. And that can protect the employer from liability. If they simply say, well, yeah, we, we look the other way, uh, you know, let uh, boys be boys and girls be girls. That's not going to work. That is not a, a smart way to reduce liability. And there's serious, serious potential for legal action exposure in that situation. As an employment lawyer, when you heard that the woman, uh, the, the former staffer, had, um, according to John Tory, had uh, made the, the decision to leave the office and move to another employer, and yet they still continue this relationship, did that send flags to you? 
um, knowing that she left. Like, there just seemed to be a lot of questions then. Why did she leave? Uh, was she forced? All of those things. Does that does that send a flag to you in reading that statement? Yeah, absolutely. You automatically believe that there has to be more to the story. And, and I have I've seen this type of scenario play out in other workplaces. And generally what I've seen, it's, it's because of the impact of the, of the relationship that one felt that they had to leave the workplace. And as soon as that happens, uh, then th- that creates liability. That could be what we call a constructive dismissal. If an employee feels that they have no choice but to leave, the law looks at it as if they're terminated. And that means there's, there's consequences and compensation owed. So I, I, I don't know that we will ever know the true story here. But just based on experience, there has to be more to this story, uh, and which is exactly why there has to be a better way for the city to address these situations, not just with the mayor, mm-hmm. with other members of council, with other employees, so that we avoid potential liabilities uh, such as this.